Eh, eh, ¿Qué pasa, mis amigos? Eh, ¿Cómo están? Huh? Ah, I'm just joking. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony. I'm your host, Tony. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we begin today's episode, I want to take a quick minute and thank you guys so much for the support. Um, I phone you. I hope you find yourselves great during this time. Um, it's freezing outside right here where I live. It's fucking cold. Um. Uh, And plus, my if it's cold outside, it's even worse in here. And if it's hot outside, again, it's worse in here. And um, that's exactly what's going on right here right now. Um, it's fucking cold outside, and it's even colder in here. It is uh, where I live. It's sixty degrees now. For some of you guys, that may be nothing, but for your boy here, your scrawny boy here, since he has less skin, he's fucking freezing his nads off, and he's currently putting his hands in between his non-existent thighs so he can warm himself up. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we're back at it again. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. Hmm. Um, oh, right. Guys, we have 16 episodes left in our season. Not one, not two, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen episodes left in our season. Could you believe it? I can't. It's almost been an entire year. Well, not really. It's been six, five months since we first started, and we're already done with our. We're already almost done with our season. Um, it's really exciting, um, especially because I mean, don't get me wrong, the rest of our season will end well. Um, I still got a few more stuff planned out for this season. A lot of good, um, what's the word? A lot of uh, good, uh, surprises left for you guys still this season. So don't think, oh, everything's just going to get shit. You know, he's just trying to finish this bitch out, trying to get rid of us. Cause really, no, I still got a lot of good stuff planned out for the rest of the season. Um, season two, I think we might see a lot more improvement, a lot more better quality in terms of audio. Um, who knows? A lot, a lot could happen. Um, but anyways, almost at season two, guys. Could you believe it? We're only a few more episodes away from reaching our second season. And even when we finish our first season, I'm gonna take a hop break. Um, but anyways, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today, if you read the episode description and the episode title, we're taking a trip back to Gotham. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to check in our in our little buddy uh, Bruce Wayne, who unfortunately had his parents murdered, but throughout the season starts investigating and discovers a small little cave underneath his parents' mansion. What? Meanwhile, as we remember last season, we saw Jim Go Detective Jim Gordon start his early days at the GCPD, and we saw him uh, meet up. Um, I mean, go on wild adventures with his buddy Harvey and fall in love with the lovely Leslie Tompkins. But what does this season two have in store for them? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're about to find out. So why don't you go ahead and kick back, relax, crack open a beer, soda, and whatnot, and relax. Because this, my friends, is Gotham season two. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. Do, 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 do. So, for those of you that are new, here's how it's going to go. Seeing how this is the first, second season we've reviewed, 
Um, what we're gonna do is um give you a small recap of the first season. Uh, go a bit of a premise into the second season. Recap the entire second season and uh, give it our rating. Go a little bit behind the scenes. Look at the production and um, yeah, should be nice, right? Anyways, for those of you that don't know. Gotham is an American or was an American action crime drama television series developed by Bruno Heller, produced by Warner Bros. Television, and based on the characters published by DC Comics and appearing in the Batman franchise, primarily those of James Gordon and Bruce Wayne. Um, the series stars Ben McKenzie as Jim Gordon and David David. Sorry, I pronounced it last season. Uh, last time I did this, I pronounced his name wrong. And after watching several interviews, I've seen, oh my God, that's not how they pronounce their, his, their names. Uh, David Mazuz as Bruce Wayne. The, se- the series was originally intended to focus on Gordon's early days with the Gotham City Police Department, but they subsequently included uh, Bruce Wayne into the origin story. I mean, the Bruce Wayne character and the origin stories of Batman's Rogues Gallery. Um, Rogues Gallery, yeah, Rogues Gallery. <laughs> uh, last season, we saw Gordon and his partner Harvey Bullock, and um, uh. They were tasked with solving the murder of Bruce Wayne's parents, which is also which was also witnessed by a petty thief by the name of Selena Kyle. In the GCPD, Gordon is aided by forensic scientist Edward Nigma, detectives Renee Montoya, Crispus Allen, and District Attorney Harvey Dent. Meanwhile, a war between two crime families led by crime bosses Carmine Falcone and Fish Mooney is occurring underground with gangster Oswald Cobblepot forced in the middle. At the end of the season, Cobblepot ends up killing Mooney and claims himself the king of Gotham. Bum, bum, bum. And that's literally right where we left off. A little bit of a, some, some side stories. Gordon was actually engaged, but his wife turned out to be a psycho bitch. Um, and he met a lovely, lovely doctor at while working at uh, Arkham Asylum. Um, so they live together now. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that pretty much sums it up. All right. Also, at the end of the season, we saw Bruce and Alfred discover a secret little cave underneath the parents' ma- uh, underneath the Wayne Manor. What could be in there? What could it lead to? Well, we're about to find out, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, first off, let's go a little bit. Let's take a look at our characters for this season. First off, we got James Gordon returning once again. James Gordon, played by Ben McKenzie. Last season, we saw Jim... Uh, Jim Gordon started his days with the GCPD, and um, and um, sorry, my brain logged out. Um, we saw him go on wild adventures with his partner Harvey Bullock, t- played by Donald Logue. Uh, again, next up, we also got David Mazus as Bruce Wayne. Last season, we saw Bruce Wayne's parents get killed in an alley, and we see him trying to investigate into the death of his parents' murder. We also see him uh, sort of ascend more into the darkness. Well, not darkness as in like, I'm going to kill people darkness, as in darkness, as in Batman type of darkness. Next up, we got Morena Baccarin as Dr. Leslie Lee Tompkins, Jim Gordon's lovely girlfriend. I'm not simping, you're simping. Last season, we saw them get together, and uh, well, they're still dating. Next up, we got Sabrina Guevara as Sarah Essen. Last season, we saw her as police captain of the GCPD. Am I right, ladies in power? And, uh, well, she's pretty much more of a recurring, uh, as a background character. Um, next up, we got Alfred Pennyworth, played by Sean Pertwee. Last season, we saw Alfred 
confront the difficulties of parenthood. As we saw last season, Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered literally right at the beginning of the show. And, well, we saw him struggle in trying to raise young Master Bruce. And, uh, well, we'll pretty much continue to see most most, most of that. Next up, we got Oswald Cobblepot, played by Robin Lord Taylor. Now, if you read the comics, you'll see that Oswald Cobblepot will someday grow to become uh, the Penguin. Last season, we saw Cobblepot manipulate both the uh, Falcone and the Maroni families into fighting each other. And in the end, he came out on top. Eh? What about the underdog? Underdog. Next up, we got Aaron Richards as Barbara Keene. Last season, we saw that Barbara Keene was Jim Gordon's lovely fiance, but then she left after a series of miscommunication uh, situations. And, uh, well, she pretty much went batshit crazy. Next up, we have Selena Kyle, played by Carmen Bicondova. Is that her name? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm sorry if I mispronounced her name. Anyways, this Carmen lady played Selena Kyle. Last season, we saw Bruce and Selena, you know, get a little... <laughs> you want to get frisky? I want to get frisky. What about you? You want to get frisky? Sure, let's get frisky. They never got frisky because that would be child porn. Next up, we got Edward Nigma, played by Corey Michael Smith. Last season, we saw Edward Nigma trying to aim at the girl of his dreams, but she was already taken by an abusive cop he kills the abusive cop and disposes of his body this, this season we'll see edward nigma descend more into what is the riddler new characters include theo galavan theo galavan is this mysterious rich fellow who just all of a sudden comes into town he's played by james frayne next up we got tabitha galavan played by jessica lucas tabitha is theo's younger sister next up we got the world famous lucius fox played by chris chalk now if the comics uh now if you've seen the comics you'll see that uh, Lucius Fox is actually the guy who's made a lot of the gadgets for Batman, and um, well, his 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 role gets a little bit, his uh role increases um throughout this throughout the show. Next up, we got Drew Powell as Butch Gilzine. Butch here is was Fish Mooney's right hand man until he was brainwashed by uh one of Carmine Falcone's goons, and he now works for well. Uh, the Penguin. He's Penguin's right-hand man. Next up, we got Nicholas Agosto as Harvey Dent. Last season, we saw Harvey Dent help Jim Gordon in his case against the murders. I mean, in his case with the murders of uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. This season, we see Harvey take a little bit more of a, more, a bigger step into being included into the show. And last but not least, we got Nathaniel Barnes, played by Michael Chiklis. Nathaniel Barnes is the new GCPD captain after the previous one, unfortunately, had. Uh, well, we'll get into that later. Um, spoiler alert for those of you that have not seen this. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Our story opens up a month after the events of season one. Fish Mooney's dead. Oswald Cobblepot is the king of the underworld, and Jim and Harvey are having demoted to patrol guards. Uh, on patrol, I mean, having demoted to pat patrol duty. But uh, Bullock pretty much resigns, but Gordon uh, remains until he gets fired for a small little incident. Gordon 
uh, confronts, I mean, Gordon starts working with Cobblepot, who is now a crime boss, like we said before, to force Commissioner Jacob Loeb to reinstate Gordon as a detective and resign as police commissioner in exchange for Gordon collecting a debt from someone and regretfully killing them to protect himself. Meanwhile, several inmates of Arkham Asylum, including Barbara Keane, Aaron Helsinger, Jerome Velasca, Arnold Dobkins, Richard Sinus, and Robert Greenwood are broken out of the asylum by Theo Galvan and his sister-slash-enforcer. <laughs> All but Sionis agree to join forces with Galvan. Sionis gets strangled and stabbed to death for his refusal, and Bruce and Alfred discover a secret room at the end of the staircase. Bruce ends up firing Alfred when he uh, interferes, with his, interferes with his exploring. Sorry, I, I completely... I completely screwed that up. I'm so sorry. Bruce fires Alfred after he destroys his father's computer, but changes his mind when Alfred agrees to physically train him so he can confront his parents' killer. Galavan kidnaps the mayor and his group, the Maniacs, begin a public murder spree for the sake of the for the sake of the publicity. The Maniacs attack GCPD and kill several officers, including Captain Essen. Enigma is wounded while trying to save Miss Kringle, the girl he was chasing after during the massacre, and following this, Bullock rejoins the force to stop the maniacs. Gordon and Bullock start searching for Jerome, who appears to be the ringleader of this situation, and they discover that his father, Paul Cicero, has already been murdered. Galvin reveals that his family built Gotham and he is seeking revenge on those who tarnished his family name. Galvin also attends a charity event that Alfred, Bruce, and Lee Tompkins also attend, which turns out to be an elaborate ruse in wherein Galvin kills Jerome and is perceived to be a hero and announces his candidacy for mayor. Several Gotham citizens see Jerome's actions on TV and having and start having mental breakdowns. You know, this is where I, this is the shittiest part ever. They killed Jerome right at the end. Are you kidding me? Last season, if you didn't see, Jerome was the, the circus boy who murdered his own mom and started maniacally laughing. Um, Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't the last we've seen of him. All right, moving on. New GCPD captain arrives, and his name is Nathaniel Barnes. He arrives to clean up the apartment and end corruption, which is uh, Jim Gordon's wet dream. With Gordon's assistant, they recruit several aspiring police trainees from the police academy in order to form an elite team to accomplish that goal. Galavan kidnaps Cobblepot's mother and blackmails the Penguin into murdering all of the other candidates so that Galvin can run for mayor unopposed. When Selina begins looking for Bruce at his prep school, she is offered by Alfred because of her killing of Reggie. I mean, she is ordered off, sorry, by Alfred because of her killing of her of his army buddy Reggie. Shortly afterwards, Bruce meets with Galvin to thank him for saving his life during the charity event and meets Galvin's niece, Silver St. Cloud. If you, know, if you don't know who that is, she's a character in the comics who, well, sort of like a love interest. For Bruce. Now, I really don't think they should actually know why they're teens. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Meanwhile, Nigma and Miss Kringle have a romantic evening together. And as Cobblepot begins to have Butch quietly search for his mother, Captain Barnes directs a strike force to target Cobblepot. Bum, bum, bum. Cobblepot and Butch bring a chest to Galvan in his penthouse, revealing a kidnapped Synth Bunderslaw, where Tabitha removes one of his eyes. Meanwhile, the GCPD strike force led by Captain Barnes and Gordon bust one of Cobblepot's money laundering houses, where they're nearly killed by a man with a rocket propeller grenade. 
RPG. Galvan arrives at the GCPD where he offers his help in cleaning the GCPD's corruption in exchange for support in his candidacy. Gordon gently refuses, claiming the police and politics don't really match. Oh, they got that right. Tabitha visits, um, what is it? Oh, right. Tabitha visits Cobblepot to discuss their next move, which requires hiring arsonists. Gordon and Bullock ambush Bridget on a on a would-be robbery where their brothers abandon her while she tries to back off. Officer Luke Garrett tries to restrain her, but she accidentally burns him down. She escapes with Selena, but Officer Garrett dies from the fire from his fire burns. Galvan again visits the GCPD where Gordon decides to support on his candidacy in his penthouse. Gordon is visited by his father by Father Creole, who hands him the knife, claiming his warriors are on the way. And a young Bruce Wayne. Will die. Shit is getting dense. Shit is getting dense. All right. What was I saying? All right. After moving away from the Pike brothers and in with Selena, Bridget Pike is abducted and further abused by the Pike brothers after attempting to leave Gotham City. Bridget snaps and murders the Pike brothers, beginning a crime spree. After a visit to Selena's hideout, Gordon and Bullock arrive at the Pike brothers' apartment where they find him dead. Theo Galavan continues to lure Bruce Wayne, this time offering to help up the corruption, helping shit, this time offering him to help clean up the corruption at Wayne Enterprises. Which discovers the location of Cobblepot's mother. And Cobblepot begins to rally a rescue party. Bridget Pike is incapacitated in a struggle with the GCPD strike force, publicly announced to be dead, much to the much to the dismay of Selena. Kristen Kringle learns that Nigma actually uh, murdered Officer Doherty, and in an attempt to keep Ms. Kringle from telling anyone, Nigma accidentally strangles her. What? Meanwhile, Pike is meanwhile bridget is actually still alive but her body is entirely burned she's taken to indian hill an underground division of wayne enterprises where inhumane experiments are secretly performed it is stated that her suit had melted onto her rendering her, her fireproof she's pretty much pyre fire fuck 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 i can't speak i can't speak i can't fucking speak <sighs> Anyways, it turns out Bridget is alive, and her, but her entire body is burned. She is taken to Indian Hill, which is an underground division of Wayne Enterprises, where inhumane experiments are secretly performed. It is stated that her suit had melted onto her, rendering her fireproof. There, you happy now? Okay, next up. Butch leads Cobblepot to the location of his mother, where Theo Gallivan and Tabitha Gallivan are waiting. Now cured of his programming, Butch betrays Cobblepot and Tabitha murders his mom bum 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 who though aware of her son's activity still claims to be a good boy <laughs> though cobblepot manages to escape vowing to kill theo in revenge now elected mayor who is now elected mayor he convinces the gcpd and the public that cobblepot assaulted him and galvan has harvey dent obtain a warrant for cobblepot's arrest gordon begins to suspect that galvan is actually framing cobblepot and tracks down butch in interrogation butch reveals that theo has been blackmailing cobblepot and that he murdered his mom later that night theo attends his victory celebration at which the gcpd are secretly stationed ready to capture Oswald if he arrives, the Penguin and his henchmen show up, but Penguin is quickly ambushed by Gordon. Theo attempts to convince Gordon to shoot Cobblepot, but Cobblepot narrowly, narrowly escapes. Gordon informs Theo that he is determined to expose his corruption. Elsewhere, Tabitha murders a member of the GCPD strike force. Following the death of Kristen Kringle, Nigma's mental state worsens as his split personality attempts to convince him that he enjoys getting away with murder. 
both niggas person personalities then merge. See boys, this is why we need mental help. Yes, I'm drinking out of a styrofoam cup. I don't want to do dishes. On the other hand, I could say that I got a think I got I got some lean in my styrofoam cup. I got lean and some body in my right cup. But this change and I like I know this. Getting my main focus. Okay, that's enough. What was I saying? All right. Theo Galvan gives Barbara permission to kill Jim and also offers Bruce a proposition. Bruce sells his controlling position in Wayne Enterprises to Theo, and in return, Theo gives Bruce the information about his parents' killer and culprits responsible. Who the? What kind of fucking deal is this? What kind of fucking deal is this, bro? Fucking. Hey, why don't you sell me your entire company, which is worth billions, and I'll give you some dainty little papers that say who killed your parents. Who the fuck? What the fuck, Bruce? Well, I mean, Bruce is a young little, little, young, young, young child, so you probably fall for it. But he's one of the smartest kids to ever exist, so no. Anyways. <clears throat> Barbara walks inside the GCPD, and Gordon suggests he risks he risks himself to find more information about Galavan. While en route to an unknown location on Barbara's instructions, the squad car is assaulted by Tabitha and her crew. Gordon wakes up in Gotham Cathedral, where he and Barbara were going to have their wedding before their breakup. The Strike Force discovers um, Gordon's location, and thanks to the help of Bullock, while the Strike Force engages Tabitha's crew and rescues Leslie, who was somehow kidnapped by Tabitha. Gordon briefly fights Barbara, leading to Barbara hanging outside the church, and she falls to her, well, not death, but she gets a bunch of injuries and is put in a coma following the information obtained by Barbara. GCPD rescues Arbery James from his abduction, the former mayor, and Bruce declines Theo's proposition just as Gordon arrives and arrests Theo, who destroys the evidence on the Wayne's killer. Meanwhile, while trying to bury Chris and Kringle, Nygma discovers an, an injured and exhausted penguin who asks Nygma for help. Tabitha goes to an underground killer agency and pays to have Jim Gordon assassinated. Bruce tries to get information about his parents' killer from Silver, but is stopped by Alfred, who orders Silver to stay away from Bruce. When Bruce tries to sneak out, he is stopped by Selena, who claims that she has evidence that Silver is now who she claims to be. Bad bitch! Gordon and Barnes investigate Theo's condo for evidence the killers arrive. Gordon and Barnes manage to fend them off, but Barnes is severely injured. Police reinforcements arrive, but are eliminated by another hired killer named by Eduardo Flamingo. After coming, clo after coming close to killing him, Gordon arrests Flamingo, but before being placed in his cell, Flamingo kills another officer, a young rookie. A young, young, young black rookie. That's sad. Meanwhile, Nigma persuades Cobblepot to move on from the death of his mother, and the both of them kill one of Theo's kidnapped henchmen in celebration. The Order of Saint Dumas arrives in Gotham City. Who are they? Well, let's keep reading. Bruce and Silver are kidnapped by Tom, the Knife. He, um, well, yeah, they call him the Knife. He manipulates Silver into seemingly revealing the name of Bruce's parents' killer after being paid by Bruce and Selena. She says that the killer's name is M. Malone, but later claims that she lied. Galavan is released after Mary James lies, stating that Galavan did not kidnap him, uh, framing, and he frames Penguin instead. Gordon is then captured by Theo, who reveals the history of his family to Gordon, but Gordon is rescued by Cobblepot and Gabe, who is one of um, Gordon's, I mean, 
uh, Penguin's henchmen. Alfred goes suspicious of Bruce's whereabouts and searches Theo's residence where he is wounded in a fight by Tabitha, but he narrowly escapes. When Leslie notices Kristen Kringle's absence, Nigma is forced to lie to her, claiming that Kringle left town with Officer Doherty. Theo breaks into Wayne Manor and kidnaps Bruce as part of the Saint as part of the Order of Saint Dumas plane plan to clean Gotham. Now what exactly is the history between Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne's family, and Theo Gallivan's family? Well, that's where we're about to take a look. That's where we're about to take a look. Ages ago, I want to say maybe I don't know in the 1700s when this place was first colon when Gotham City was first colonized, there were five powerful families. I forgot all the others, but the Waynes and the Gallivans. Well, not Gallivans. They were uh um. The Galavant, I mean, not fucking shit. The Waynes and the Dumas were part of the five most powerful, richest families in Gotham City. Now, now you ha now you know how in those olden times they're like, oh, arranged marriages and all that stuff, right? Right. Well, that's what was here. One of the Waynes was supposed to marry someone else from the other five families, but instead the lady fell for one of the guys in the Saint in the Order of Saint Dumas. Nobody was really according to this, so they tried to, uh, well, they basically tried him. They tried the guy, and uh, long story short, his arm ended up being cut off, and he was sent to live in exile by the Waynes. Uh, eventually, as the years passed by, they changed their name to the Galavans, and, well, now they're back to get their revenge against the Waynes. Well, little did they know that the Waynes is only survived by one living relative, and his name is Bruce. Alright, <clears throat> Gordon wakes up in Nygma's house only to learn from Cobblepot that he is now a fugitive from the law for assaulting Theo Galvan. Gordon and Cobblepot begin making plans to break into Theo's residence and save Bruce. After fighting Gordon, Leslie attempts to persuade him to turn himself into the GCPD by informing him that she is pregnant. <gasps> they fucked. Gordon, Bullock, Alfred, Selena, Cobblepot, and his gang arrive at Gallivan's residence just as the Order of St. Dumas is about to kill Bruce during a clash between the Order and Cobblepot's gang in which the Order is defeated. Theo, Tabitha, and Silver St. Cloud begin to make their escape. Tabitha and Silver escape but leave Theo behind. Cobblepot convinces Gordon that Theo might never be convicted and the two take Theo to the docks and they murder him. Later, Gordon finds Leslie and he proposes to her. Theo's body is discovered by Wayne Enterprises who take the corpse to Indian Hill, where Fish Mooney's body is also being kept. The scientists state that Theo's body is to be experimented on by the strange professor, Professor Hugo, Hugo Strange. Dun, dun, dun! Several weeks following the death of Theo Galvan, Gordon is called in for questioning and Cobblepot is arrested. Gordon and Cobblepot lied to the police, stating that Cobblepot murdered Galvan and Gordon was no in no way involved. Gordon is reinstated to the GCPD, while Cobblepot falsely justifies his actions as a result of a mental illness. Cobblepot gets sent to Arkham Asylum, where he becomes a patient of Hugo Strange, the chief of psychiatry. Butch takes over Cobblepot's criminal empire. Gordon and Bullock begin investigating a kidnapping and murder spree, unaware that a scientist named Victor Fries is the culprit. <laughs> okay, if you're wondering what the, fu what the fuck was that... Victor Fries, he was in Batman and Robin. He was played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know that shitty Batman Batman movie where where Arnold says nothing but freezing puns. <laughs> Freeze begins experimenting. I mean, it turns out that Freeze has been experimenting 
on freezing and reanimating humans so he can freeze his termini terminally ill wife, Nora, until he can find a cure for her, her disease. When the police target frees as a suspect, he discovers his laboratory while he's away and arrests his wife. After learning of the arrest, Victor Freeze attempts to turn himself in before finally discovering which of his serums can actually reanimate a human being. Professor Strange learns of the experiments and begins making full plans to recruit Freeze for Indian Hill. At Arkham Asylum, Professor Strange begins overseeing intensive treatments meant to reduce Oswald Cobblepot's aggressive tendencies. Upon learning that Nora is being sent to the medical wing at Arkham Asylum, Victor Freeze builds, uh, starts to build an armored suit. Freeze arrives at the asylum, and after fighting through security and the police, he manages to escape with Nora. Meanwhile, Bruce researches a lead, believing that he has discovered the men who killed his parents. And he finds out that it is none other than Patrick Malone, who also goes by Matches Malone. James Gordon deduces that Victor Freeze will return to his home laboratory in order to freeze Nora and the police around Freeze's home to find. And well, it turns out that Gordon is correct. Because it's fucking Gordon, bro. Me in the laboratory, Nora blames herself for the deaths um, that Freeze has caused. Freeze. Attempts to cryogenically freeze her, only to learn that Nora has switched the formulas when he wasn't looking. Nora dies as a result, and distraught by Nora's death, Freeze attempts to commit suicide by freezing himself. Freeze's publicly announced death, despite having survived the process, he wakes up at Indian Hill to discover Indian Hill. Sorry, he he wakes up at Indian Hill to discover that he can no longer survive outside of sub-zero temperatures. Freeze meets Professor Strange, who offers him an alliance as a fellow scientist. Bruce receives a gun from Selina and goes on the hunt for Manchester Malone with Alfred to get information. Alfred is forced to fight in an underground fight club, landing Alfred in the hospital. Woo! After Bruce goes on a hunt himself, Alfred contacts Gordon and Bullock so they can save Bruce from potentially being killed. Bruce locates Malone, who later seemingly confronts him as he is responsible for the murder of Bruce's parents. He asks Bruce to kill him. Come on, I want you to do it. Shoot me. But Bruce holds back. At the last moment and leaves the gun behind leading matches malone to commit suicide later in the cave bruce reads letter bruce reads bruce's letter about him moving to the streets with selena to learn how to fight crime meanwhile leslie asks gordon to investigate kristen kringle's sudden disappearance when enigma is informed he swears under his breath that he will outsmart gordon after running a few more tests on cobblepot hugo strange declares him sane and releases him from Arkham, all while stating that he has plans for him. Upon being released from Arkham Asylum, um, when his violent nature is cured, Cobblepot visits the grave of his dead mother. There, he crosses paths with Elijah Van Dahl. After informing Dahl that he was the son of Gertrude Cobblepot, Dahl reveals that he, in fact, is Cobblepot's father. Are you my dad? Son, come here. Dahl reveals that he had an affair with uh, Oswald's mom in decades past, but the two were separated by Elijah's disapproving family. Elijah welcomes Cobblepot into his family. Paranoid that Gordon suspects him of killing Kristen Kringle, Nigma disguises, him, disguises himself and begins a series of crimes that involve brain teasers. As Gordon begins solving these crimes, Nigma kills a member of the GCPD strike force. He also informs the GCPD that Gordon killed Galavan while pretending to be said officer and frames Gordon for the murderer. Believing Gordon murdered, 
the officer to keep him from testifying. The GCPD arrests Gordon, and after trial, Gordon is found guilty and sentenced to Blackgate Penitentiary. Selena teaches Bruce how to survive on the streets as they steal money from Butch's, Butch's nephew. With Bruce taking a massive beating from the nephew in the process, Bubba wakes up from her catatonic state in Arkham Asylum. Oh, hell breaks loose, bitches! Gordon is adjusting to life in Blackgate Penitentiary. Warden Colson Gray announces that to Gordon that he will be transferred to the gen general population, uh, quarter dubbed, quote, the world's end, end quote. Part, as part of uh, it's, um, putting him into general population is actually Gray's plan to kill Gordon. He is constantly aided by guard Wilson Bishop. Gordon is told by Bullock that Lee has lost their baby. And, well, she pretty much left town. He's defended... He, meanwhile, he is defended from attackers by convict Peter Puck Davis, who was beaten and sent into the and sent to the infirmary. In an attempt to save Gordon, Bullock meets with Carmine Falcone. Gordon's death is successfully staged, and he and Puck escape. Puck unfortunately dies from his injuries, while Gordon is given a safe house so he can clear his name and find Lee. Meanwhile, Cobblepot reveals his pa criminal past to Doll, for which Doll forgives him. Doll is told by the doctor that his heart. Uh, heart defected is infected and he has little time to live upset that cobblepot may receive what they perceive to be their inheritance doll's wife grace and her children sasha and charles poison a drink for cobblepot to ingest however elijah drinks from the bottle and dies after stating to cobblepot his intentions of changing his will in favor for him James Gordon continues to flee the law as he tries to clear his name. When Gordon secretly approaches Nigma for help, he deduces that Nigma framed him. Nigma electrocutes Gordon into unconsciousness, but Gordon wakes up just as Nigma is preparing to stuff him into his car trunk. Gordon asks Selena to report to the GCPD. Gordon follows Nigma into the woods from where he intends to relocate Kristen Kringle's body. Nigma admits that he framed Gordon as the GCPD eavesdropped on the conversation. They arrest Nigma before he can kill Gordon. Nigma is placed into the Arkham Asylum, and Nathaniel Barnes offers Gordon his job back, but Gordon declines as he has other matters uh, to attend. Barbara is released from Arkham Asylum after she stops showing signs of mental illness. Following the death of his father, Cobblepot is bullied by his stepfamily. However, when he discovers evidence, um. That they killed his father, his former self returns, and he murders his stepfamily. Well, um, a bit of a fun fact. Is he, just as he was about to... He's literally about to get it on with his stepsister. I mean, she had a little fucking... She's just tits out. Tits out. Fucking in an exposing outfit and shit. And then all of a sudden, he recognizes that they're the ones who caused the murder of his father. And then, well, he pretty much kills her just as he's about to... Just as he's about to put it in her. She was a good looking sister too, man. Anyways. Bruce, Lucius, and Alfred search through the secret files of Thomas Wayne's newly fixed computer with the goal of finding a clue as to who killed him. To as to who killed him and Martha and why. Barbara tracks down Gordon, claiming to be cured of her insanity. She tries to reconcile with Gordon, but no success. While Barbara's unorthodox assistance. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, with Barbara's unorthodox assistant, um, Gordon discovers that the person who contracted Patrick Malone to kill Thomas and Martha Wayne is known as the Philosopher. Bruce and, track, Bruce and Alfred track a lead from Thomas Wayne's computer and find Karen Jennings, a former Blackgate inmate on whom experiments were performed at Pinewood Farms. A Wayne, ex 
Enterprise's facility by the Philosopher. She also offers to identify the Philosopher, but Victor Fries is sent to kill her. Following Jennings' death, Lucius does further research and discovers that Hugo Strange is actually the Philosopher. After many failed attempts, Strange finally succeeds in resurrecting someone from the dead, and it is... Theo Galvan. Gordon questions Professor Strange about Project Chimera, which later makes Strange send Theo Galavan, who is now who now believes to be Azrael, a biblical figure, to take out Gordon. While at Arkham Asylum, Gordon bumps into Nigma in the playroom. Nigma later overhears Strange and Peabody complaining about Gordon's interference. Nigma suggests that he can help take help them take out Gordon, but Strange refuses to help. Bruce is told by Bullock and Gordon that there isn't enough evidence to imprison Strange. Asriel gets some memories back after looking at posters from Galavan's election. After Gordon is in holding when the lights flicker and Asriel shows up, killing a few officers and making an unsuccessful attempt on Gordon's life. Barnes and Gordon flee to the roof where Barnes fights Asriel with a pipe, breaks his sword, rips off his mask, revealing Asriel's identity. In the end, Barnes is sent to the hospital and Gordon heads home, watched by Asriel from a distance. Together with a group of oh shit, hold on, give me a minute. Oh crap. Uh, just give me a hot minute. And my mother is calling. All right, folks. Sorry for the uh, brief pause. Um, was contacted by my mother. I do realize that I should probably keep this bitch on mute. I mean, no, I'm not. Not that I'm calling my mom on mute. I meant my phone. Probably keep everything on mute. Um. Uh, fuck it, uh, I don't, cause you know emergency, um and stuff. So yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, where was I? Right. Okay. So together with Bullock and a crew of police officers, Gordon arrives at Arkham Asylum with a warrant to inspect Professor Strange's office. Strange is unfortunately one step ahead of them, having shredded all of his documents. And Nigma, in the meantime, is disturbed by what he saw at Indian Hill and realizes that he needs to escape. As Barnes is still in the hospital, Harvey Bullock becomes the de facto captain. Bruce decides to go off with Selina to find a way into Arkham. Selina accepts that because she wants to rescue Bridget. I mean, Selina accepts because she wants to rescue Bridget from the hospital. Harvey Bullock, I mean. <clears throat> the only reason why Selina accepts is because she wants to go to rescue her buddy Bridget. But insists she go on her own. Gordon and Bullock arrive at Butch's mansion to talk with Tabitha, who states the sword Asriel used was a fake and that the real one is located in her grandfather's tomb. They later arrive at Gotham Cemetery where they steal the sword, but Asriel arrives, injuring Tabitha and escapes with the real sword. Gordon warns Alfred about Galavan just as Bruce returns to Wayne Manor. Gordon arrives and shoots Asriel multiple times, but he remains yet again undefeated until Cobblepot and Butch arrive. Butch fires an RPG, and he kills Asriel. Selena begins to be Bridget's servant. Oh my god, I'm receiving another fucking call. You can't be serious. It's a fucking scam likely. Don't you just hate it when you get scam likely calls? They're fucking annoying. I Again, I, I'm so sorry for these. I really gotta put it on mute, but I won't, so fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? All right. Selena begs to be Bridget's service, making use of Bridget's alter ego. Bruce is troubled after Selena fails to meet with him and learns of her capture. Meanwhile, Strange's project continues and uh, he successfully resurrects Fish Mooney, the first subject to retain full memory. Bruce believes that there is a secret room in Arkham where Strange is experimenting on the dead and that the only way to be certain is if they head, them head in themselves. 
Bruce Gordon and Fox visit Arkham to execute their plan, but their motives are revealed and all three are captured. Bruce and Fox are put into a chamber and interrogated by Nygma on Strange's behalf. Meanwhile, Gordon is brought into another room with Strange in, and introduced to Basil, a patient whose skin stretches more than the more than humanly possible. Strange replaces him in a machine and replicates uh, Gordon's visit, visage onto Basil's face. Disguised as Gordon, Basil pulls up to the GCPD off of, Ar off of Arkham. However, Barbara later exposes Basil as an imposter. Strange prepares to detonate a bomb beneath Arkham and tells Miss Peabody to transfer the patients to another facility. Mooney gains control of Peabody, but Strange starts with a bomb's countdown under the white-haired lady's orders. With Nygma's help, Gordon and Lucius stop the bomb. Mooney escapes in a bus with Strange's other prisoner, other monsters and encounters a shocked penguin on the street. She knocks him out, prompting Butch and his gang to flee. Strange gets arrested. Gordon leaves to find Lee. Bruce tells Alfred of his plans to find the secret council that wants him dead. And Bullock is trusted to protect Gotham. A homeless woman opens up the abandoned bus, unwittingly releasing the monsters upon Gotham. And among them is a boy identical to Bruce Wayne. And that, my friends, is how Gotham... Season 2 ends. Jesus Christ, I just spit on my mic, I think. Sorry. Wow, what a, what a crazy season. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, the rating. On a scale of 1 to 10, we give Gotham Season 2 a... A 7 out of 10. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, I got to give it a lower rating for, well, um, for various reasons. But, um, yeah, um, for starters, the whole, um, for starters, for starters, for starters, we got to give it a 7 out of 10. Um, basically due to the whole plot, like, um... I hate how the, 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 the season was plotted out like this. Just one story the first half and then a second story in the second half. You know, it's not like... I mean, yeah, sure, they are connected. They do tie in together. But, you know, it's not really... What's the word? It's kind of like a bit too confusing, you know? Because the only reason why I understood half of what I watched was because I read... Um, the summary, the syn syn synthesis, synopsis, synopsis, there we go. I only read the synopsis of these episodes and that's literally the only reason why I know what's going on. But if you, if you look at the show and you see what's going on, you'll, it'll be confusing for starters. It's really confusing. So yeah, I got to give it a 10 out of 10, mainly because of the story. It's split into two sections and it makes it really a bit confusing. So I, I do apologize. Um, seven out of ten. Another reason why I gotta give it a high a high rating um, would have to be because of Bruce Bruce's um Bruce's journey. You know, it's one that definitely improves. You know, in the first season, you know, he's just oh, your average little boy trying to be a hardy boy, uh, hardy. You know, trying to be one of the hardy boys and investigating to the death of his parents' murder, which is literally the only thing he does. But as the season progresses, this time he's willing. To do something physically about it, you know, not just stay at home, strolled up and underneath the books, the stack of books, the paperwork, the computer, and all that stuff, you know, he's willing to go out and get what he's trying to do, you know, he's willing to get physical, that's what I'm trying to say, and, um, 
Well, I really find it extremely um whack. The fact that some guy literally went up to him and said, Hey, you give me your company, which is worth billions of dollars, and I'll give you dainty little papers that say who really killed your parents. That's, which is really just kind of whack, if you ask me. It's kind of whack. Um, another thing, reason why I give it a 7 out of 10, what really bothered me was the fact they didn't really go more into death with Matches Malone. Matches Malone this Matches Malone character. I mean, we just know, oh, he just killed his parents. He's a hitman for hire, and he just killed his parents, you know? One more, what exactly makes Malone t matches tick, you know? Why was it that he killed him? What is, I mean, why is it that he killed himself? Why, what exactly caused him to go into this hitman business? What caused him to be capable of taking the life of two people, you know, just for a couple of dollars? Um, and although, yes, it is revealed, it's not really... You know, it's something that you really want to last. Want it to last. You know, something that you want to last with your boyfriend. Get it? Sex joke. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, but it's something that I really wanted to last. You know, give it like its own episode arc. But you know, it's just one episode. Hi, kid. I'm Edges Malone. I killed him for a few dollars. I'm gonna kill myself. I want you to kill me, kid. Kill me, kill me, kill me. No, you're not gonna kill me. Okay, I'll kill myself. Bang! And that's literally all we get of Matches Malone. I thought we would get a little bit more, go a little bit more into the depth. So, mm, um, another way, another thing I liked about this season was Jim Gordon's journey. Um, at first, we see him, you know, he's he's a patrol officer. He's, he's got a bad bitch, though. <laughs> he's got a bad bitch, though, so that's that's good. And we see him be promoted back to the position of detective, which is good. You know, he's got everything he's needed. I mean, or he's wanted, sorry. He's got his, um, he's got a bad bitch. He's got the job he's wanted. His partner's back. They're kicking ass. And then all of a sudden, this Galvin fella comes in and ruins it for him, which kind of sucks balls. But it does make a good, interesting to uh, story. He makes a good story. Um, so really I like Jim's, Jim's journey. He started out as a mildly successful officer who gets fired for a small little dainty little misdemeanor to detective who's headed all and he's about to kick ass and no one can stop him to, uh, prison escapee who's got nothing to lose, which, uh, is really, um, Really, um, entertaining if you ask me. So, I really like James Gord Jim Gordon's uh, journey throughout the whole this whole arc. Um, another thing I really liked about this season would have to be, um, just the tone of it. Pretty much, we're seeing much a lot of these new criminals, new villain, future Batman villains come to light. We see how they were created, how they became the way they were um, with a lot more. And you see in the first season, it was just your average, oh, evil criminal of the week. I'm going to kill you. You guys killed me. Story solved. I mean, problem solved. Yay. You guys get to go off. End of story. End of the episode. And then and repeat. But with this, it was an ongoing arc that... Lasted for several episodes, kept people viewing, and it was good. 
I really like the fact that they switched it up, you know, not your average. Ooh, kill this person. <gasps> Guy with the mask. What? The end. And then repeat. But that's not the case here. So I really liked it. Another thing I really liked about it was Jerome Velasquez's arc. That's another reason why I give it a gotta give it a low rating. Um, was because of Jerome, Vera Jerome Velasquez's arc. All right, ask any Batman fan, any Joker fan, and they'll tell you yes. Jerome Velasquez was supposed to be the Joker, but because of trademark issues, they can't fully call him the Joker. But he is still considered to be the Joker. I hated how they kill him, killed him really, very early on in the season. But um, for those of you that haven't watched it and don't really think of watching it in the near time, I wouldn't trip because, trust me, this isn't the last we've seen him. So keep an eye out for the lad. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We got to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, season first premiered on September 21st, 2015, and ended on May 23rd, 2016, with an average of 6 million people. That's okay for Fox. Well, I mean, it's low for Fox, but okay for any super, uh, sh uh, superhero show like this. So, yeah. The second season of Gotham was received, received positive reviews from critics, generally being regarded as an improvement over the first season. Not really... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the season has a rating of 74% with an average rating of 6.58 out of 10. The site's critical consensus read, quote, while still totally uneven in season two, Gotham is back with a renewed focus, moving away from the disjointed case of the week plots into a darker, more stable, serialized story, end quote. Metacritic critic gives the season a score of 62 out of 100 based on a couple of uh, critics indicating quote general favorable reviews and quote it's crazy all right ladies and gentlemen unfortunately it looks like we my friends are coming to an end i know sad 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 i'd like to thank you guys all so much for tuning in today's episode i can't thank you guys enough really it's um it's a um it's an honor to do this for starters so thank you really for the support the overwhelming plays and um yeah that's pretty much it um thank you guys so much for watching and i'll catch you all on the next episode thank you and have a nice day I've seen better days. I've been Please